Hello, everybody. Paul Jancarella here from Profits and Success. And I told you probably two weeks ago that I was going to be changing the name of this um, podcast. But I haven't reached a, a monumental episode yet. I thought I did. I think I had a couple more to go. Anyhow... Uh, I wanted to also let you know that I've been away uh, for quite a bit of time, over two over two weeks, and the reason I had COVID, I was fully vaccinated, and I came down with COVID nineteen, and what was troubling was that I got sick, and I got really sick. So, and I hate getting sick, although I don't mind throwing up. Um, I did it in college so much during my drinking days. It <laughs> doesn't really face me. But I, um, I just hate, you know, the, the nauseous feeling and the uh, sinus headache. That was the worst, just the, the nagging headache that wouldn't go away. But it was crazy. I don't know how I got it, although uh, my mother got it, and she has COVID, uh, although she's not nearly as sick as I was. But you may say, well, geez, you go to church with your mother every day. You know, one of you passed it to, to, to the other. Uh, and that's not necessarily the case, because a week after I was diagnosed, I was supposed to go on a, a funeral celebration for my uncle and just because I'd be in a van or SUV and just getting over the illness I didn't want to chance it well wouldn't you know my cousin was was coughing in the van um, nothing crazy but regularly and turns out that he found out he was diagnosed with COVID uh, the following day or the day after that which was pretty, you know, bananas. So it's, it's been going around because then my sister who was in that same car also contracted COVID. So it's been a, um, you know, a crazy thing because we were so, I don't want to see myself panic stricken back in the depths of the early pandemic, but everybody was so conscious of you know, what we were doing. And, you know, I was for the most part, but not really, you know. And here it is, you know, almost two years later, uh, I become diagnosed with, with COVID. It was, it was not a fun thing, you know. Um, you know, people say it's something I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. Well, yeah, I wouldn't either. Or, or my best friend for that matter, <laughs> you know what I mean? But it was a, um, it was a couple of weeks that really put me behind the eight ball work-wise and it wasn't easy getting back into the flow and uh, the routine. And quite frankly, I'm still not back into the routine. I'm not going to the gym and church uh, first thing in the morning. I'm going to wait until Friday partly because my mother is uh, back at church on Friday 
and I'm lazy. <laughs> plain, plain and simple. Um, but I'll get back into things. Um, and I say that because I probably lost, I don't know, eight, eight to 10 pounds or so. So, uh, that, that's, I'm not complaining about that by any means, but I was going through all my emails and it was so hard to read with a headache. So I, you know, would look at them quick and if I could see they were worth saving, I would. And I saved about, I don't know, 20 emails or so. Or thereabouts, uh, and the f- the last quote before I got sick was, "If you study to remember, you'll forget. But if you study to understand, you will remember." I'll say that again for you: If you study to remember, you will forget. But if you study to understand, you will remember. And and I can think back in my college days and things, trying to uh, memorize formulas, this, that, and the other thing. And it was somewhat difficult. Uh, And then I remember, you know, studying and understanding the concept. And it was, you know, I retained it uh, much better, for sure. So from October 7th, uh, that was the last day of work for me, um, until today, the 25th, I was MIA, you know, it was, um, it was quite a jaunt, so to speak. I think it was uh, 18 days on the lamb. Um, but some of the quotes that I saved were really good, and I would hope that you would um, not only retain them uh, and write them down, but put them into action, you know. Uh, I can't understand why people are afraid of new ideas. I'm afraid of the old ones. <laughs> is that not true? You know, uh, it, it's very true. And Matthew Kelly shared with us, you know, 12 things emotionally healthy people don't do. Uh, they don't compare themselves to others. They don't judge themselves by how they feel. They don't expect others to read their minds. They don't react. They respond. They don't uh, ruminate on negatives. They don't suppress their feelings. They don't feel like they need to fix every problem. They don't believe everything they think. And that's a big one, folks. Believing everything you think. Uh, Because a lot of the things we think are negative, unfortunately. Uh, And if we believe that, it goes into a a vicious cycle of negativity. They don't need to find meaning in everything. Number 10, they don't neglect their personal development. They don't try to control everyone and everything. And finally, number 12, they don't allow guilt and failure to direct their lives. I thought that was pretty good. You know, that was uh, some some good insight there. Uh, It was uh, pretty noteworthy. You know, and Matthew says, a meaningful life includes things that are not considered meaningless. 
you know, and that's, that's the truth there. You know, and it's only a midlife crisis if you pretend it's not happening. That's the truth. Otherwise, choose to have a midlife opportunity. And optimism is the faith that leads to achievement. And that's Helen Keller. That's great. Sometimes when I see Helen Keller, I'm like, oh, I got to write it down no matter what it is. Uh, just so uh, motivated by her and inspired. And this is a difficult one for me uh, by Mozart. Wolfgang um, Mozart. The music is not in the notes, but in the silence between music is not in the notes, but in the silence between them. And I, you know, conceptually have to wrap my eyes, ears, and mind around that. Uh, but, you know, the more I think about it, the more true it is. And if it really matters to you, you will find a way. Think about that. If it really matters to you, you will find a way. If you want your marriage to work, to thrive, you will find a way to do it. Now, I'm not saying every single uh, marriage is uh, born or, or is destined for uh, greatness. Just like I'm not saying every prayer that you have will be answered the way we want it to. It'll be answered all right, but, you know, the passing of a friend that had a massive heart attack, we prayed for his recovery. And he didn't recover. Which tells me the afterlife has to be that good that you would pass up a beautiful and loving wife, three great kids, I don't know how many grandchildren, but pass that all up to face perhaps what may be purgatory followed by heaven, you know, and, and the situation that I'm saying is, hey, throw it all away, give up all your, whole, all your love, all your family, all that you know, and follow God, but it may be still difficult to get there. In the sense of purifying our hearts and souls and things. But death is a very tricky thing uh, and, you know, can, can throw people for a loop. But the point being is positivity is going to get you through uh, a lot. And be willing to be a beginner every single morning. 
And I thought that was pretty good because I guess we're starting over every day, right? Be willing to be a beginner every single morning. And imagination creates reality. Most people fail to recognize that. You know, uh, our imaginations, sometimes we pass them off as a terrible negative thought. When in fact, if we pondered them a little bit more, we could put some action into our imagination and create that reality. And children are great imitators. Let's give them something great to imitate. And now, isn't that not the truth? For sure. If you don't risk anything, you risk even more. And what you do makes a difference. And what you need to decide is what kind of difference you want to make. And the best compromise is the one where everybody makes a contribution. Many receive advice, only the wise profit from it. And that's something that hit me between the eyes, I don't know, maybe a year ago, where I was writing down a lot of good content, writing down a lot of good quotes like I'm doing, but if you're not taking what's being put in front of you and acting upon it, it doesn't matter. It's just going to collect dust. So remember to profit from what you hear. Uh, the first step, for sure, is, is taking notes because that will give us the ability to write it in a different form later or convey it in a speech or whatever you're about to do. And being positive does not always mean being happy. When you are unhappy, you realize that brighter days are ahead. Unlike being caught up in your unhappiness. So this too shall pass needs to come to mind. As trite and trivial as it may seem. But whatever hell that you're going through, major or minor, understand that it will pass whether you realize it or not but the more cognizant you are of your awareness quicker that will dissipate this is my favorite a mama bird sitting on a branch is never afraid of it breaking 
because her trust is not in the branch, but in her own wings. Always believe in yourself. And that's a fantastic quote. I, I absolutely loved it. I, it brought a smile to my face uh, when I read it initially. And I had a headache and it was nauseous and all the above. But a mama bird sitting on a branch is never afraid of it breaking because her trust is not in the branch, but in her own wings. I thought that was great. We cannot become what we want by remaining what we are. And I'm sure a lot of you have heard a version of that in one shape or form. But it's so very true. You know, we cannot become what we want by remaining what we are. Um, you can't change things outside of yourself too easily. But you can certainly change yourself. You know, a lot of the times we get tripped up in wanting to try and change everyone and everything else except our own selves. Once you change yourself, you'll be amazed at what changes for you. Two things are needed to achieve greatness. A plan and not quite enough time. At first I looked at that, I said, come on, what, a plan and not quite enough time? But that's what we have, generally. Not quite enough time. So, come up with a plan, and I think we're going to have plenty of time. And... Lastly, I'll, I'll wrap up with our friend Darren Hardy today. I missed a whole boatload of his episodes because they expire after three days. But um, problem solving 101, you know, making better choices. That's key. You know, people think focus is saying yes to what you're focused on. But it means saying no to all of the hundreds of good ideas that are coming at you day in and day out. And that's a Steve Jobs quote. And Darren Hardy says his motto is, you know, better every day. And he stands by that. Better every day, but easier, you know. We want things to be easier. Bigger and easier equals people, systems, and choices. You know, tell the world you can't. So you can do the things that matter. I said, that's great. You know, and it's something to certainly uh, go on for sure. And I will 
uh, end with this. It certainly is good to be back with all of you. That is for sure. Uh, if you'd like to send me an email, I'll be happy to uh, provide a bit of a prize for sharing your favorite quote of mine or favorite quote that I shared with you. Uh, my email address is pauljrconti at profitsandsuccess.com. Profits is as in the money-making profits, not as the uh, spiritual um, profits. But that's a good one, too. That's, that is a good one, too. So I will check in with you folks uh, tomorrow, Lord willing. And we'll uh, be right back at it and share some uh, insights and information. Until that time, we will... Talk to you well, and I ask that you be well and stay well. So long, everybody. Bye-bye now.